if you like cereal eating and getting caught in the rain, if you, if it's your favorite food, even more than champagne, <laughs> if you like eating it at midnight on the dunes of the Cape, you should eat it somewhere different because of all the sand. Hello and welcome to the Empty Bowl a meditative podcast about cereal. I'm your co-host and cereal enthusiast, Justin McRoy. And I am Dan Kubert. I am a cereal cartographer, mapping the world's fertile grain fields, crunchy mountains, and milky oceans. Um, Dan, we, we were off last week, and the, the cereal gates did open mm-hmm. for us. Uh, to, to for with all the great new stuff that is happening in the world of cereal after a, a, a relatively, I'd say, fallow period, we are inundated with cereal news, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about cereal reviews, and uh, we'll have some fun too. We'll cut loose, but your job. Uh, is just to relax and think about cereal. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Don't think about other stuff. Are you talking to me or? Well, I mean, the listener. Ideally, you have to talk on stuff, so you have other other jobs. <laughs> My heart's beating a million miles a minute right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you can relax. I mean, you should be relaxed. You got it, Dan. You got okay. this. Well, let me tell you. This might come as a surprise, but there are some new Cinnamon Toast Crunch things hitting shelves soon. And there are in fact so many that I'm going to hit you with them pretty quick and just give me give me your reaction to them and how you think they'll fare as we go sort of on this downward spiral of Cinnamon Toast Crunch things that first make a lot of sense and then we get to ones that make a lot less sense. But first of all, coming in May, which... It'll pretty much be made by the time anybody is listening to this, are Cinnamon Toast Crunch Rolls Cereal. Now, this is not to be confused with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, toast crunch. Cinnamon, cinnamon Rolls, rolls. <laughs> which is an actual product you can bake as a dessert, but this is instead... Or a breakfast. Don't, a don't, true, don't need to put boundaries around people. A brissert, if you will. This, uh, this box, folks... This is the Ouroboros. This is the snake eating its tail. This is unbelievable. So, obviously, I'm sure most of us are familiar with Cinnamon Toast Crunch churros at this point, which is just a reformulation of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavor we all know and love into a new shape. And that's essentially what Cinnamon Toast Crunch Rolls is as well, where you're getting the same, you know, cinnamon sugar swirled flavor, but now you've got these actual miniature cinnamon roll pieces which i'm guessing are just uh you know a means of general mills trying to capitalize on the now vacant uh cinnabon cereal market now that kellogg's has discontinued that one and you know i'm sure these will taste fine in my opinion uh attempts to change the geometry of cinnamon toast crunch tends to make it worse just because the original squares are so economical about flavor blasting every flat planed inch of these things and 
adding more of that airy cereal core only seems to detract a little bit, in my opinion. But I don't know how you feel. Uh, yeah, I don't love big chunks, uh, like like this big. Um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, my feelings about all the Cinnamon Toast Crunch things we're going to talk about are just that as we approach this singularity, that being singularity, C-I-N-N, I'm just... I've tasted it already. Give us something new. It's just Cinnamon Toast Crunch everything. Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsored year of 2023 is what I'm expecting. But yeah, complimenting those Cinnamon Toast Crunch rolls cereal is also Swiss Miss Cinnadust Beverage Mix. I don't think that's the official title, but that's what I'm calling it. This is like the second time that Swiss Miss has paired with a General Mills cereal property. We got swiss miss with lucky charms marshmallows last year and now we're essentially getting what i don't think it's actually a hot chocolate in any sense so much as it's just a a cinnamon beverage but i'm not sure about this one i mean maybe it'll be like a really hot horchata or something but yeah this um i mean i'll try it like i like horchata um but I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to denigrate anybody's taste. I don't find that Swiss Miss powdered beverages taste like a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. Um, you know what they're good for, though, is to dump it in your coffee. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, that's all right. It's a good vacate if you're like in a hotel. Sometimes they have both of those. You need to whip yourself up something wild. <laughs> if your hotel carries Swiss Miss in a dust beverage, then I will hardly endorse wherever that domicile is. But yeah, this is just another in the long, lengthy line of variously viscosity cinnamon toast crunch products. So it all starts to kind of blend together. And we'll have more of that coming in the very next bullet point here, which is. A, a large conglomeration of tie-ins between uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Krispy Kreme. Now, this is coming hot off the heels of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamon Roll. Uh, again, not to be confused with either the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamon Roll dough from Pillsbury or the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Roll cereal. That was a actual cinnamon roll you could get from Krispy Kreme that I tried to acquire, but this Krispy Kreme near me was all out of it. Mm. So now I'm hoping I can go to Krispy Kreme and they can redeem themselves because now through May 5th, they are introducing this cinnamon milk glaze made with Cinnamon Toast Crunch that you can get in a bevy of different products that are a cinnamon milk glazed donut, a cream cheese with cinnamon milk glazed donut, a dulce de leche with cinnamon milk glazed donut, as well as a cinnamon milk chiller to wash it all down with. I think these all sound pretty great. Probably the best of the whole batch that we're talking about, just because the cream cheese donut especially really gets to my taste for like a dense and and almost yogurty donut that I love. And Mm -hmm. I would love to dump it or (laughs) dunk it or possibly dump it in this cinnamon milk chiller as well. It's a lot of sweetness, but yeah, I like, um, this is not hard to do at home. I have done this before where you like get, if you had anything powdered sugar, you can make your own glaze. Mm-hmm. So take your cereal milk. I mean, it's not the most hygienic, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, put the cereal milk in with some powdered sugar. You got a glaze going. Mm. 
Man, that is like a very economical use of a residual cereal byproduct that yeah, I think we need in this uh, sustainable market. If it's just for you, though, who cares? Just don't make other people. Yeah, it's probably got a lot your, of your DNA in it by that Your grody leftover milk, especially not in this, this era. It's not yeah. a great time for people to be drinking your leftover milk, I think. Um, and finally, on our gauntlet of Cinnamon Toast Crunch here is, I think, the funniest. Um, cinnamon Toast Crunch Crocs. Are you, are you looking at these? I'm looking at them right now, Dan, and they are something else. No. <laughs> I gotta say. These are like the Wario to your LeBron James Pebbles shoes is Mario, in my opinion. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to be generous, but these have got to be one of the ugliest pairs of shoes I've ever seen in my life. Ever. They, ever in my life. There's nothing aesthetically. I like the gibbets that they have on them. Like, yeah, there's I, a big cereal wear- bowl. That's cool. I'd get that in a heartbeat, but man, the rest of it just looks like uh, it defies description. If, if you can imagine the, okay. The main pattern is like, uh, the milk after you've eaten with like the <laughs> ribbons of cereal grease and cinnamon, yeah. like <laughs> through it. And then there's like one of the little cinema, cinema, guys as a gibbet. And then there's a, um, cereal bowl gibbet that's cool and then the back strap is like that checkerboard rainbow checkerboard uh-huh. really contrast the rest of it unnecessarily contrast is a is a f- very generous <laughs> it looks wild it looks absolutely wild of course i'm going to try to get a pair there's nothing i want more but um yeah i'm not i'm not sure i'm gonna line up even virtually for for these these crocs the only way i can see it being useful is like i'm the type of person who i can't really wear white shoes because i get them dirty so often sure and the fact that these crocs come like pre-smeared with brown and tan would be a good way to mask any like mud or dirt that i step in while wearing them it's not appealing or appetizing but the fact that it exists is a testament to the triumph of footwear engineering, I guess. Yeah. Um, according, they apparently smell like cereal. Is that some? Is that what? possible? This is what this TikTok user says. I don't know. That seems like a what good way to, to ruin the smell of your favorite cereal as it begins to meld and mix with the smells of your own toes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cinnamon toes crunch, if it's you rough. will. <laughs> Uh, so maybe, I don't know, if you get a pair, let us hear about it, I guess. Send the sin pics. I guess I shouldn't be asking for foot pictures. <laughs> I feel like that's challenging. Just the shoes, I guess, on your hands. No, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy it. It doesn't matter. This, this, um, our, uh, social media manager, Sarah Davis, sent this next, uh, story to me. And I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it, Dan. Oh, I have been sent this news story by no fewer than 12 friends and loved ones with various degrees of exclamation points and question marks. This is Tropicana Crunch, and it is releasing exclusively at TropicanaCrunch.com on May 4th, 2022. You won't be able to find it in stores. And, of course, this is a cereal made by Tropicana, the juice company, And it is billed as the first cereal made to be used with orange juice instead of milk. Yes. This is a lot. Um, First of all, have you ever tried using orange juice instead of milk before? 
Absolutely not. Me if either. I, if I eat orange juice in the morning, I drink orange juice in the morning, as one does, rather than eat it, uh, I get extremely nauseous. So mm. I cannot have an orange juice in any form factor. I would never pour it on cereal in much the same way that I would not pour uh, uh, white gravy on <laughs> cereal or... Um, <laughs> like a, a, a hot jelly like I just right it would never occur to me in a million years yeah there's a lot of points to be made here first being I'd see the reason flavor notwithstanding I wouldn't use OJ instead of milk is like the viscosity of it I think that's why I tend to avoid like unsweetened almond milk because it's almost like water at a certain point I mean I guess yeah. if you were to use like a high pulp orange juice maybe it could make up for the thickness element, but that introduces all kinds of other, uh, you know, mouthfeel problems of their own. I think what's funny is reading like Tropicana's rationale for making this. Mm -hmm. um, according to the folks at Tropicana, it says something like 15 million people have tried orange juice instead of milk before. And according to the brand survey they conducted, Half of the adults who poured OJ over their cereal did so because they thought it looked like it would taste good. And more than one in three who tried it did so because they love OJ and thought it would be a good combination. Let me just say that the word thought in both of yeah. those stats is doing a lot of heavy lifting. It, there's yes, nowhere saying that people enjoyed this combo in no, any way. The, the stat I want to see is how many people have done it twice. Yeah. That's, that's the stat I want. <laughs> What also strikes me is that this does a little disrespect to certain orange cereals that have come before it, like OJ's in the 80s, Quangaroo's, and also Cap'n Crunch's Orange Cream Pop Crunch. Granted, none of those were designed to be made for orange juice, but I think they make a bit more sense than this one, which is a honey almond cereal. You'd think that it'd be like a vanilla or orange cereal that would pair more logically with more orange flavor. I'm really questioning, like, was there any actual gastroengineering done to make this a specific cereal made for OJ? Like, is there anything different about this? Or, like, I have to imagine the folks at Tropicana don't have the machinery and industrial processing power to actually create a cereal because it's not what they do. So I'm guessing this is probably going to be like with the Timbit cereal where Tim Hortons just got post to make them a cereal and they reboxed it. Like, is this just going to be almond honey bunches of oats in a different box? Yeah. Um, I have to believe their cereal scientists have, have tested it out. I mean, right? I mean, they've, they had to have tried it. I mean, look at the photo that they pair this with. That is clearly like the most physics-defying pour of orange juice I've ever seen. Like, you know how they say that most milk in cereal photography is just, like, glue? I don't even know what the orange juice they're using for this product photography is made of, but, you know, lots of questions and, like, unanswered issues aside, I'm going to do everything I can to try and get a box of this because it's a great story, if nothing else. Um... Anything else, Dan? Anything else in the news news world? Well, a few, you know, lowercase cereal stories compared to this all-caps Tropicana Crunch. Uh, we're also getting a new Cheerios variety that 
very subtly slipped itself onto shelves without any fanfare, and that is Honey Vanilla Cheerios. You know, not really much to say about them besides the actual flavors in the name. It sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like these ones that are very, like, subtle and unassuming end up being the best Cheerios varieties. So I bet these will be great. I just clicked through to the box art of this new cereal, next cereal you're going to talk about, and it made me incredibly hungry. <laughs> Instantly overwhelmed with <laughs> p- paralyzing hunger. Yeah, so the last new cereal we're talking about here is Trix Tracks, which, first of all, has to be up there with Fruit Loops Peeps Pops in terms of one of the most fun cereal names to say. Uh, but Trix Tracks is a sort of quasi-licensed pairing between Trix and the new Jurassic World movie where you're getting these sort of like dino track shaped Trix pieces as well as multicolored dinosaur and dino egg shaped marshmallows. And, you know, the actual premise of the cereal, not terribly amazing, but the box art really is great. We've got it's great. the Trix rabbit in like this cool khaki get up and he's being terrorized by a T-Rex, which is... A very realistic-looking T-Rex. Yeah, it's crazy to so see. He's got that cartoon rabbit and then a realistic T-Rex. <laughs> and in the narrative of this, we see, like, some of the cereal seems to be flying out of the bowl into the waiting T-Rex's mouth, which I'm not sure if that's his escape plan or what. Yeah, I mean, in the narrative of this as well, we have to assume that with the Trix Rabbit's front-facing eyes that he is an alpha predator as well. So this seems less like a predator-prey scenario and more like a kaiju battle of titans waiting to happen. The bowl's also so big. I don't know why he brought such a big bowl. I mean, Very I didn't anticipate the dinosaur crossover. Yeah, um, but yeah, I first saw this in a post from Serial Life on Instagram, and someone in the comments made a really good point that the 90s would have never let this out of the gate without a toy premium. And I think yeah. that's what this is sorely lacking. Like, it's a great box art and great concept, but it feels like it needs to have a bigger gimmick. Like, maybe the it's normal tricks pieces that melt into dinosaur fossils when you put milk on them or something. But I'm sure it's way too late for them to add any crazy technology like that. Um, also, shout out to Trix Tracks for, for what I think is the laziest marshmallow shape I've ever seen in that they have repurposed the round white <laughs> uh, marbit to be a uh, it's an egg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with how inaccurate fossil records are, that could be what dinosaur eggs actually looked like. We don't know. They could have looked like chewy Tic Tacs. <laughs> Uh, we've you, you've also tried some new um, cereal lately, Dan. I've been on the lookout for this first one, but I haven't spotted it yet. Yeah, so our first cereal is Sonic the Hedgehog cereal, which does seem like it's kind of hard to find. I've only seen people spot it at Hy-Vee, and then I found it at a Meyer near me. But those are the only two stores that I've heard of so far. Mm-hmm. The good news is you're not really missing much. Eh, I was afraid of this. Have you seen the new Sonic movie, by the way? Oh yeah. It, yeah, it's so really good. The kids last week. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's a fun franchise. Surprisingly, it's turned into something that's real, real pleasurable. Yeah, Idris Elba and Jim Carrey killed it. Great uh, mid-credit sequence, and I think the Sonic the Hedgehog serial is a good complement to the movies, like you know, popcorn blockbuster, very ultimately lackluster substance issue, where you know these are just honey-flavored corn rings 
with marshmallows and you know, I mentioned it with a cinnamon toast crunch where I wish they'd be more innovative, but in this case I almost just wish if they wanted to do like golden rings, why couldn't General Mills just throw honey nut Cheerios with marshmallows? It wouldn't be terribly exciting, but yeah. I think the base grain of oats would have been better than just another sort of airy, what does it taste corny like? if cereal. If you were to liken the ring pieces to something, what's the closest approximation? So it's kind of like the reformulation of Quaker Honey O's, uh, okay. where... It's definitely very corn and air forward, but there is a honeyness in the end notes. And I will say it's kind of a unique candied honey that's much different than the more authentic, like nutty honey from Honey Nut Cheerios. So, you know, the best application I can see for Sonic the Hedgehog cereal would be like cramming a box of it down the back seat of your pants and trying to sneak it into a movie and mixing it in with your popcorn or something because it is yeah. very much like a sweet honey popcorn experience and if you're mindlessly munching it while watching a mindlessly watchable movie it would be great but other than that yeah also i gotta shout out the box of this thing if you look dan look at the box like <laughs> look at the emerald that they have on there <laughs> Normally when people put bar bits on the box, they try to make it look like pristine, right? This is very honest <laughs> advertising. We have two Marbit shapes, one's Sonic, one's Emerald, and neither of them look l- l- anything. Yeah. Like what the, the 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 emerald that they have on the box does not even have clean lines. It looks like lumpy space emerald. Like it is absolutely uh uh, honest. It is. It is an honest cereal. Yeah, I think something crazy went on with this cereal behind the scenes because it released like a month after it was supposed to. All the press releases I got like didn't even capitalize the phrase Sonic the Hedgehog, and like some of the text on the box feels like it wasn't even fully printed properly. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, if nothing else, is an anomalous cereal that I think will go down in history for being sheerly weird, if nothing else. Um, what else have you tried lately, Dan? So going back to different shades of Cinnamon Toast Crunch goo, I tried Cinnamon Toast Crunch Creamy Cinnamon Spread. And this stuff is insane. It almost feels illegally sweet. Like, you wouldn't think someone would just put a jar of raw cinnamon bun batter on shelves and call it, like, something you put on toast. But that's exactly what this is. It automatically loses versatility points for not being something I can spoon out of the jar without, like, melting my gums with sweetness. It is, like, that much. You need to use this stuff in moderation wherever you put it. I tried it, you know, thinly spread on toast, thinly spread on a banana, and I think those applications work really well because this is a very, like, brown sugar forward spread only with, like, 10% actual cinnamon flavor. I think in my review for the blog, I said, like, this tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch if you were to take an entire box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, an entire gallon of milk, and somehow use some, like, nuclear fusion-grade apparatus to condense it into a single spoonful, because it is that intense. (laughs) It's good with very limited applications. I personally feel that, like, cookie butter can do anything this stuff can do even better, because it's thicker mm. and has a like a much richer spice profile. Uh, but I am proud that I fulfilled my original goal of making a PB&J with this stuff, you know, just using the CTC, CCS instead of the PB. 
And strangely enough, it worked as a sandwich with jelly. It kind of, because it's very like brown sugar forward, reminded me of like a strawberry pie. And while I don't know if I'll be able to use this whole jar, uh, I think it was worth that creative experiment alone. So if you see this stuff and you, like if inspiration strikes to do something truly crazy and zany, I'd say pick it up, but otherwise you can probably give it a pass. Uh, Fruit Loop cereal straws. I've had a mixed experience with cereal straws, broadly speaking. How, how did these stack up? So these took me forever to find. They brought them back in like last October, and I guess you could order them online, but I was holding out for seeing them in stores, and I didn't find them until just this past weekend at Rocket Fizz of all places. I don't know if you've been to a Rocket Fizz before, but it's the kind of like crazy novelty candy store the only place you can buy like ranch dressing flavored soda and the old honey hard candy that only your grandpa likes in the same place and they had these cereal straws and my conclusive decisive opinion is that though i usually don't like excessive packaging on cereal products these things need to be sealed in like styrofoam cardboard and layers of bubble wrap because based on my feel of all the pouches in store they all had different degrees of brokenness to the straws and the most intact one that I found and purchased still only had like two of the five cereal straws not blown to smithereens by the time I opened it up so that already didn't feel like an economical use of resources but it, it was nostalgic to drink milk and I also tried like a pink yogurty drink with these as well fearing that you know the thickness of that might just implode the actual cereal straw but it did hold out in terms of that and it does impart a nice faint fruit loopiness to whatever you drink through it uh, the actual taste of the straw is kind of like a waxier flakier fruit loops experience so you really need to let it simmer in your liquid for a while to 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 get your sog on slightly to enjoy it it's it's something that kids would like, obviously. I just can't see myself using them a whole bunch, I guess. The best way to do it would probably be to either, you know, drink the milk from the bottom of a bowl of Fruit Loops with it, or, you know, just take your whole pouch of cereal straws that's already been turned to dust and, and make a, a Fruit Loops churro cereal out of it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. It's a fun, nostalgic novelty, but not much more than that. Um, I, I tried a cereal that was uh, sent to me by a beloved listener from Japan. Um, it is made by, it looks like the brand is Kalbi. Um, and my, my poor katakana reading abilities, I believe it translates to uh, fruit, f uh, fugura, hmm. um, which is a, a combination of fruit and granola, I believe. Um, uh, so uh, this is really interesting because I was sent two varieties. One was a standard sort of granola with a very light, crispy cereal base. Uh, but there were sweet potato chunks, dried sweet potato chunks in the cereal, which was a first for me. That was hmm. not one that I've had before. And it was very nice. It added like a nice sweetness and heartiness to the to the cereal. Um, uh, and... Uh, was very was very enjoyable. The other one was a uh, green tea flavored 
Hmm. Uh, like a matcha flavored um, cereal, which was uh, really nice. Um, I, I Surprisingly earthy, sort of like counteracted the sweetness of it. Um, I added some to like a banana bread to wow. add some like texture to it. Um, it was really good. So I, I very much appreciate tasting those those uh, those cereals. Um, they came in bags, which is great, like resealable bags. Yeah, I love it. And uh, so thanks. Thanks to that person. That's wild. Like, see, we can't even get anything besides new Cinnamon Trust Crunch varieties in America. So it seems like the international cereal market is starting to outpace us in terms of innovation. We're stagnating. I hope there's some cereal innovators listening to this who will take my words to heart and start a revolution of of new flavor in the breakfast aisle. I can't Yeah, you got I can't you keep hope. typing out Cinnamon Toast Crunch twenty four times a week, guys. It's starting to get to me. Um one other note, uh, we Dan and I both got uh, a very interesting graphic novel mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, or actually, I'm not sure when we received it because I just got it from our post office box last week. Um, but it was called Letters to Margaret. Dan, can you tell people about this book? So this is very interesting. It's a combination between a crossword puzzle book and a graphic novel. It's not outwardly a serial book, but... It contains a lot of references to cereal culture and snacking culture in general. And you can tell that the author, Haley Gold, uh, really knows her stuff about, you know, like snacking wordplay and crazy uses of language. And the, um, the, 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 every chapter begins with a crossword puzzle, like a full crossword puzzle that you uh, can do or not, but you're kind of missing the point if you don't do it. Um, and... Uh, the the doing the puzzle kind of informs the rest of the story because like the puzzles that you completed are referenced throughout the story, um, which is very it's not like interactive in that sense, but it does add some really cool color. Um, and also, kind of I found, <laughs> and maybe this is my attention span, but I really liked uh, switching from uh, doing puzzles to reading comic book. It mm-hmm. was like uh, <laughs> a, a much more fully fully rounded experience. I think it had a little bit of everything. Yeah, it, the characters write like a crossword puzzle blog, and one of the, the bloggers is a former serial blogger as well. I never really felt this represented in a fictional work before because like, I try to explain <laughs> to people in my life that there's a whole community online surrounded around like snack food fandom and journalism, and they don't really get it. But this book definitely gets it. Uh, you can get it from Lone Shark Games. I would recommend it. Yeah. It's called, it's called Letters to Margaret. It's it's really cool. Uh, I'm told by Haley herself that there is a sequel in the works that will be very much centered on cereal specifically, so I'm looking forward to that. Fantastic. This book even has a specific Easter egg referencing corn and oat flour, so you know it's, on our, it's, it's in our good graces. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know who else is in our good graces? You, our beloved listeners. Thank you so much for spending another half hour with us. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Um, we hope that you are, uh, staying safe and enjoying whatever cereals or other foods that you wish to be enjoying. Um, we wanted to mention that we have a website, it's bowl.rest. If you go there, you can pledge some money to the show. Half of that keeps seriously.net going and half goes to a shelter for people experiencing homelessness here in the tri-state area. So if you can pledge uh, a buck or 10 bucks or five bucks, whatever uh, per month, um, that really that really helps us out. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. 
Uh, we'd also like to thank Chris Zabriskie for our opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow, Bria Davis for doing our podcast branding, Samuel Rarden for designing our Empty Bowl enamel pin, and M. Loper for designing our Empty Bowl t-shirt, which I am wearing as we speak. It's extremely comfortable, as comforting as this show. Uh, that's going to do it for us for next week. For Dan Gobert, I'm Justin McElroy. And as always, go on, Dan. It's episode 69. You've earned it. Don't forget to drink the milk. It was okay. I put on my yeah, best right. winning corporate smile right. for that one. It was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs>